Hello, Monetization Nation. Steve Blank said, startups don't fail because they lack a product. They fail because they lack customers and a profitable business model. A profitable monetization model is a key aspect of every business. In today's show, Johnny Hanna discusses some monetization models and other strategies that have helped him to generate strong profits. Johnny Hanna is the CEO and co-founder of Homey, a company that is revolutionizing the home buying experience. Homey's mission is to simplify home buying and is focused on a home ownership as a service model. Prior to Homey, Johnny was president and co-founder of Entrada, a real estate software company. Johnny helped Entrada to grow to more than $100 million in annual revenue by giving away something for free. And we're going to learn Johnny's stories and secrets right after this intro. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Hey Johnny, how are you doing? Great, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. So tell me about Homie. Tell me about this, this great success that you've had. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can call it a great success yet. Like we've been growing and we've been raising a lot of money. Um, nobody's ever been able to kind of topple the, the lobby group that controls the real estate industry. And that's really what we're up against. And so it's just, uh, there's so many issues with the real estate industry and prices have been kept high on purpose. Um, and, and it's just, it's really difficult because I, I think everybody has at least two to three realtors in their network. And what we're doing is we're eliminating realtor fees. Um, we, we still are realtors, but our realtors are going in really giving you, letting you keep all of your equity. And where we make money is we make money on the loans. So we're, we're a mortgage company, we're a title company. You have to have home insurance when you buy a home. And so we're an insurance company and we also do auto insurance because bundling saves you money. Um, we help people with refinancing through our loans. Eventually, our goal is to be kind of a home ownership as a service platform where, um, you know, as soon as you move in, you need furniture, appliances, solar, home security, uh, Wi-Fi, cable, you know, uh, plumbers, electricians, landscapers, you know, and, and we're already a trusted brand with a, with a client by the time they're moving into their home. So that's kind of the route that we're going is just offering really one, a one-stop shop for homeowners and, and saving them tens of thousands of dollars along the way. Just, just the realtor piece alone, we average $10,000 in savings. Wow. So it's, you know, and, and that's been significant. You know, we've had our clients say, you know, I've never had a client save me this much money in compared to the traditional model, you know, and, and it, it really is like, I don't know. I just saw a report yesterday that 80% of Americans have $5,700 in debt, like not a savings. They're actually $5,700 in debt at this point. So, you know, it's like, man, when we plop in 10 grand into your bank account, most people just don't even realize that equity was in their home. So now they have that money to pay off debt. And now they have a savings that they might not have ever had previously. So it's been, it's been extremely rewarding. 
um, but challenging because of all the backlash that we have from the traditional agent community. Why does the homey model sell faster? Um, selling faster, one of the ways that we do that is our clients are able to, um, let, you know, we, we market their homes on social media. We average 8,000 views on social media. So our competitors, if you talk to most realtors, if you ask them what they do to market their home, they stick it on the MLS. Yep. That's it. And so if you just do a little bit more effort, you get results. And so we're getting a lot of results. But the other part of selling faster is that instead of having to pay a 6% commission, our clients can actually uh, offer more commission for their home to an outside buyer agent. So buyer agents are like, wow, that home's paying even more. I'll convince my buyer that this home is the Taj Mahal, you know, and they have to buy this relic, you know, and if, if I'm getting more money and, and it's ugly thinking about people doing that, but it's proven to be effective. So, so you have much, I mean, instead of paying 6%, you can pay us our $2,000 fee and pay the buyer agent 5.5% and still save money with us. You know, if, if the buyer agents typically, you know, 6% split into two, the seller agent keeps three, the buyer agent makes three. So 3% is typically what's given to the buyer agents when you hire a buyer agent. But if, if our home, our client says, yeah, we'll pay you 4%, 5%, 5.5, it's almost unheard of. And every realtor can go to the MLS privately and see how much money they'll make per home and they can line up their tours according to how much money they make. Yep. So if, if you're in one neighborhood and, and you're in a cookie cutter home neighborhood, that's one of the best ways to stand out is, is to pay more to the realtor. Cause the realtor will come by and be like, all these homes are good, but this is the best one. I think, you know, the location, it's more in the middle of the street. It's not at the end of the street you know, whatever they want to say, you know, like, or, Hey, there's another offer on this home. You know, you need to act faster. I'm going to be bringing other clients here tonight that are interested, you know, and you can create that momentum to, to get the home sold you want. And, and people do say, yeah, my realtor, I showed them, here's a list of homes I wanted to see. And they showed me homes I didn't even care to see, or they were beyond my price, like the homes that I couldn't afford. And it's realtors are incentivized to do that. They're commission driven. And it's, it's not that they're bad. It's just human behavior. Like any human would do that. You would take somebody to the identical home as another one that's going to pay you more money. You know? So it's natural. So that's selling faster the, the for more money. Freakonomics actually did a whole study on this a decade ago. They wrote a whole chapter on real estate and they showed that realtors on the sell side, typically take the first offer. So if you're selling, they want to look good at their clients and hurry and sell it quickly. And if you get an offer, they can be like, yeah, great, take it. Now you could hold out for a few days or create a bidding war and maybe sell your home for 10 grand more, but 10 grand to the realtor is only an extra $160 out of their fat commission. So it's like they, you know, that's what Freakonomics explained that it's just not, it's not enough to keep your home on the market. But when Freakonomics did the study, they saw realtors selling their own homes 
kept their own homes on the market and on average made $10,000 more for themselves. Because they have this conflict of interest. They, whether it sells quickly or sells later, they don't make that much more money. So they just want to get it off their plate fast. So it takes as little of their time as possible. Most customers don't trust anything a business or realtor says about themselves, right? For a lot of reasons. And and one of those core reasons is this conflict of interest. If one example I give is Toyota, right? If, If I wanted to buy a new SUV, I'd never go ask a Toyota salesperson or any car dealership you know, what the best SUV was. Cause I know Absolutely. they're only going to tell me the good things about their car. And they're going to tell me all the bad things about everybody else's SUVs. Yes. And, and so you are addressing that same concept here where the realtor has a built-in conflict of interest. He has a conflict of interest based on his time, right? Where he or she um, wants, wants to take the deal. That's going to be the fastest or, yeah. He or she has a conflict of interest where they don't want to lose the deal um, and, and they want to get it done and closed and, and not risk losing the buyer. Yeah. Um, I, so my last house, I sold myself and I put it on Zillow myself. And, yeah. and uh, I, I had reached a spot where I was so frustrated with, with realtors because it felt like every realtor I talked to, all they wanted to talk to me about was how I needed to push the price of my house down. Right. Yeah. And because the lower they can get my house, the easier it's going to be for them to sell it. So they're not motivated to sell it for as much money as they can. They're motivated to get it sold quickly. And, and uh, so I went and I listed it, not at what all the, because I did have realtors that came in and gave me quotes and told me what they thought that my house should sell for. And I was, I was frustrated. I knew it could sell for more than that. And so I listed on Zillow and I did sell it for more myself, but it's like, I, if you're going to have a realtor or you're going to have a professional working for you, then you've got to figure out how to remove that conflict of interest so you can trust them. That's right. It's like having a chiropractor that's recommending supplements, right? By, by definition, well, those supplements could be the best thing for you. They could be the right thing when the, chiropractor is getting money selling the supplements how do you trust that there's not a conflict of interest there you've got to figure out how to remove those conflicts of interest from the relationship and it it sounds like your model is succeeding because you're removing conflicts of interest from the relationships that's that's it i mean yeah and, and our biggest challenge with everything like everything you just explained is spot on um the biggest challenge is that it's your cousin or that it's your church member, or that it's your mom, that's your realtor. Like, I mean, do you have like a best friend or a neighbor or somebody you know that's a realtor? Um, I, I don't want to mention specific relationships of realtor okay. people, but yes, there are some realtors that are that are close yeah. to me. Yes, and and so that's that's been the hardest challenge is when it's somebody close to you having a difficult conversation, saying like, "Well, I'm thinking of using Homey." but would you do a flat fee? You know, yeah. and, and that's, that's the biggest challenge we have. Yeah, that's right. And most of them probably wouldn't do the flat fee. They, they're not willing, at least not willing to go from 10,000 down to 2000. No, no. And, and the, they say, well, you know, I'm not going to, you know, homies terrible. They won't get you the top dollar for your home. Not realizing that there's a whole independent study that shows we get top dollar for homes more than the realtor uh, does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a cease and desist blocking that information to getting out to the public. But, um, 
you should find another source that can do that study credibly that well they'll get sued too i mean it this is the industry we're in like the amount yeah. of money i've had to pay to lawyers and lobbyists is insane so but yeah that's that's well i'm glad just an, an inherent conflict of interest in so many areas and here's the other thing like i did for sale by owner uh, a while back and there was a realtor who brought a buyer to my house and he's like, you know, are you willing to pay me commission? I said, yeah, of course. So I paid him his, and then he's like, well, what are you doing for a title company? And I said, I already have a friend at a title company and he was really mad and dismissive of me. And, and so I Googled him and the title company that he sent me and his wife works at the title company, Oh, you know, and he was so rude about me going with a different title company. So I, I then realized, okay, well, that's what it's about. And everybody scratches each other's backs in this space. Yeah. Like there, you know, I don't know how many husband wife relationships there are out there, but like realtors or loan officers um, do not send buyers our way because we're now alone. We now have our own loan officers. You know, there's that yes. competition. And even though we offer the best services, the more, the more business, uh, the more variety of businesses we, we uh, create and, and now offer to clients, that's now a whole new group of competitors. Okay. All right. Talk to me a little bit. You mentioned earlier about this home ownership as a service. So one of the seven tectonic shifts in, in monetization is this recurring revenue stream. Yeah. And so you, if people are familiar with software as a service, this home ownership as a service is, is a new concept that would give you a recurring revenue stream, I assume. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that model and what, what you would provide and what people would pay and, and why, why a homeowner would want to go that direction? Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, if, if you think about the conveniences of a lot of those SaaS platforms and recurring services that you pay for, um, it's just to, to take a lot of the headache and the work off your plate. So if you think of filters inside of homes, a lot of air filters never get changed or get changed every couple of years. And it, and it can affect the, the AC unit itself itself or the, you know, the heating unit. Um, and so, you know, building out a home ownership platform, you could pay us a monthly service and we would just automatically send somebody to switch out your air filters. Or if you have a water softener, you know, to add more salt cubes or, um, you know, if you just think of a lot of the things around the house, you know, if, if people have, um, you know, want to keep their, their trees trimmed or their lawn mowed, you know, they can select a number of services that could tie to living in that home to where they would probably end up paying somebody to do that, but it would be an afterthought instead of it just automatically happening. Yeah. Uh, and you've already budgeted for it, right? The pool is already chlorinated and the, the bugs are already sprayed for. And that's right. It's just all taken care of. Wow. I can see a lot of people really loving that model. And then from your perspective, you can take a piece of all of those different people who are doing that, right? You take a piece of the, the exterminator who's, who's spraying or take a piece of the Yeah, they all market. They all spend money in marketing dollars. And so those marketing dollars could just come to us you know, and we could either keep the whole amount or we could use that to reduce the cost to the client. So they get the best deal with this pest control provider 
yeah. than anywhere else. Then if, even if they were to go direct, you know, like we could offer certain services like that. So that, that's kind of what we're looking to do is like with our mortgage department, we guarantee the lowest interest rate or we give our clients $500 cash if, if we can't beat, you know, a locked loan interest rate. So that's, uh, you know, we, we want to guarantee to be the best provider in each area with the lowest cost and just really, you know, help our clients save as much money as possible. Are there any other stories that you've seen in your career? Great stories of companies that have done a really good job uh, with their monetization, maybe a particular monetization model or a particular monetization strategy that you feel has been successful? Yeah, so I, I helped co-found Intrata. And I think that's where we got connected through Josh Albrechtson. Yep. And um, Intrata, we did a very similar thing. We gave away accounting software for free. And that's the enterprise day-to-day solution that these huge property management companies these big apartment owners used to manage their apartments. And that was disruptive. You know, all of the accounting software providers out there were like, how do we compete with free? And what we did is, is we recognized that if they were using our, our platform, they would naturally want to buy our websites, our online payment system, our revenue management system, all of these other components. And so then we would sell every other tool that connected to our accounting software. And so it wasn't really free, you know, it was, that was just our loss leader. That was our foot in the door. You gave one thing away for free and then made money on something else. That's the classic That's right. premium model. Yeah. Like or or a, kind of a loss leader. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's, that's how it's been with us at homey. So it's, you know, we, we make it a flat fee on the listing side. We hardly make a dime, you know, it, it's not a lucrative thing for us whatsoever. But as the client is thrilled with their experience, they buy everything else and they trust us. Yeah. And so that same model has occurred in the SaaS world in the apartment industry with Entrada. Nice. Love it. Great example. Uh, any other examples of, of great monetization models or success stories? Um. Yeah, I, I think there, there's a new one. There's a new company coming out that I'm excited about that I think their monetization strategy is, is just going to be um, introduced through their consumers. It's called Volley. Have you heard of Volley? I have not yet. It's like Marco Polo for business. Okay. Like, like volleyball. And so for, like, for example, the way I'm thinking of using it for my agents is they typically, when you sign up to sell your home, we reach out to you and say, hey, when are you available to hop on a call so I can explain our process and introduce myself as your realtor and give you my contact information. And so there's back and forth just to get a meeting set up in order to do that. Yep. And are you familiar with Marco Polo at all? Yes, yeah, our family uses that. Yeah, so, so with Volley, there could be a pre-recording that the second you sign up, the realtor has already made a professional recording with their suit and tie and, you know, says, hi, I'm Johnny. I'm your realtor. Welcome to homie. Here's my contact information. Here's what to expect. And then, and then they can have like a slideshow show up and just hear the three things that you need to choose. And I need to hear from you. Let me know, you know, if you, um, you know, want to, uh, pay buyer agent commission, here's what we recommend. So, I need you to respond to me and tell me what you need. 
or what you want to pay. And by the way, this can change. It can be, you know, we can change it over time. If you want to pay more later or pay less, you can move the buyer agent commission percentage up or down. But like that could be recorded to where I don't need to go back and forth with you to set up a meeting. I can just send that to you. And then you as the homeowner can watch it at any time and then respond at any time. Plus it's with video. So one of the seven secrets, you keep bringing these up. One of the, the other seven um, tectonic shifts is the power of video. Yes. And instead of using email or phone or text, it's, um, where Marco Polo succeeds is you send video back and forth. That's and you can, you can connect better and, and convey emotion better. Body language. Uh, far better. Yeah, that's yeah. right. With video yeah. that you can with the other formats. And, and there's record of it too. So if somebody was like, you know, can you repeat that? You know, you just go back and rewatch it, you That's know, right. and it's, it's so good. So, and with this app volley, you can send documents through it. You know, th there's, there's more integration through it than just what typically Marco Polo has allowed. So I'm excited about that. But the thing about it, if you think like if volley sells that to my company, my realtors then introduce that to every one of our clients. Yes. So then our clients now know about it and they were like, wow, that was easy. And like you just said, it's better than email. It's better than texting, you know, because it has a, a face and, and energy and body language. So then they're like, wow, I should use this. And so I see a company like that spreading and, and it doesn't require them to download the app. You know, it doesn't require them to even get on video if the client doesn't want to. So they, they've thought ahead on that. And I think that's, you know, it just gives, it, it, it makes it go viral in that aspect. Who is the business that you feel is most credible to you and why? I, I, I really like, uh, like locally here in Utah, I love Cotopaxi. They have a really great social mission. Their products are stylish, they're cool. And their founder, I think, is one of the best guys on earth. And, and I, I really respect him, Davis Smith. So um, and, and, and they're growing and they may become a really big company someday that they're, they're fairly big now, you know, they're, they're competing with Patagonia and a few of these other really big brands. So it might take a little more time for them to, to grow, but I, you know, th there's absolutely brands and people that I respect and like. Can, can you think of any stories or examples of where you've effectively utilized video or other businesses that you've seen that have, have utilized video in their business. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, there's several examples. I mean, I think marketing in general is best told by video. So, so we've, we've hired firms to do, do videos for us and they've been viral. We've had several million views for three of our three different videos we've produced. Do you hire the Harmon brothers? Uh, we hired uh, people that worked at the Harmon brothers previously. And I'm a big fan of the Harmon brothers. I know those guys well and, but they're all, yeah, there's a few companies very similar and some of them are spinoffs. Um, yeah, I, Creatably is who we hired and they've done just a phenomenal job. And, and they're, again, they all have ties. They've all done Harmon Brother videos and now they've kind of done their own thing. We've also, of course, testimonial videos, I think are number one. Like any business has to have happy clients. And if, if you don't, it's really difficult. And I think a lot of our clients are a little hesitant to, Sure, they used us on, on Facebook or social media because of their close realtor friends. Yes. Um, 
who they don't want to maybe hurt their feelings. They're like, look, I already hurt their feelings by going with you. I don't want to brag about how awesome you are on Facebook with them on. So that we've seen a little bit of that. Um, but a lot of our clients are willing to do testimonial videos. Then if we promote those, that's on us promoting it. Um, we're now doing testimonial videos of our own realtors. So there's a current realtor campaign by the national association and local association, just saying like hire a realtor. They're the professionals like for sale by expert, you know, and, and some of those things. And, and a lot of it's targeted right at us, right after our own billboards or, you know, or we, we advertise at the Utah jazz. We advertise with the university of Utah and we'll see them come in and start advertising wherever we are and pointing out like, almost like trying to say we're not realtors and we're not professional. So we're doing, we're launching a video campaign right now with all of our realtors that say, I'm a realtor and I recommend that you go with homie, you know, even Why though would a realtor do that. What's that? Why would a realtor do that? Cause they work for you. Cause they're our realtors. Yeah. But, but I mean, the whole campaign against us is that we're not realtors when we are. And so we're going to use it against them in video where our realtors are going to say, look, you know, you can pay me 6% or you can go with homie, you know, like, and we, we think you should go with homie, you know, like, and just say like, I'm, you know, and then they can say, look, I decided to join homie as a realtor. I work nights and weekends for you. I negotiate for you. I do everything I did for my previous clients, but homie makes it possible to where I can make good money and charge you a fraction of the fee. And that's good. I think that's going to be huge. Yeah. That is really cool. So video has been powerful and will continue to be powerful for us. If you enjoyed this interview and want to connect with Johnny or his business, you can visit homie.com or find a link to his LinkedIn profile on the Monetization Nation blog. Thank you so much, Johnny, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode to help us improve our monetization models. Number one, if you have not already, consider implementing a freemium model or a loss leader strategy to attract new customers to whom you can then sell additional products and services. Number two, try to find the recurring revenue streams we can provide in our niches. Number three, when we are describing our products and services, try to find something well-known and credible to compare them to with a kind of like strategy. Number four, think of how we can implement video into our business to more effectively engage with our customers and clients when in-person interaction isn't an option. Number five, if we want to increase the effectiveness of our advertising, we might consider hiring a video advertising agency to help us create the best video ads possible. Number six, we absolutely need to seek testimonial videos from customers to promote our businesses. And finally, number seven, we can also use testimonial videos from our own employees to show our business's credibility, especially to others who belong to their tribe, just like Johnny had his realtors share testimonials with other realtors. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, get a free monetization assessment of your business at monetizationnation.com forward slash assessment. Number two, you can subscribe to the Monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com forward slash e-magazine. Number three, please subscribe to the Monetization Nation YouTube channel and podcast. And number four, 
Please follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. When have you seen a company effectively use the freemium or loss leader monetization models? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for watching or listening to this episode. I hope you have a fabulous day. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.